Initiated in a fraternity. Sorry about that. Chugging beer. My name is Alex Woody. This is the Midnight in the Bay podcast. That is White Wolf on the music. White Wolf, aka a friend of the family who's in his 40s, still making music. Doesn't give a fuck. A dad. Uh, I love her. I heard. I uh, heard the women talking. The women always talk about the love life. It's embarrassing. Guys, I have a guest. I know the people listening to the podcast are like, finally, you have a guest? Oh, my God. We, we're sick of hearing about your uh, intimate problems with your wife and looking forward to a guest. Well, guess what? Dream come true. Oh, oh my God. Acid reflex. Guys, um, this guy, he headlines all over the place. I've known him since 1984. I think he was on the Bears. Give it up for Corday Snell. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I had to bring a little hip-hop into this, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got the gold chain on to impress you, Corday. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. All right. I'm trying to step it up. I'm trying to be a headliner. I'm trying to step it up. Yeah, yeah. And you gotta dress like a headliner to feel like a headliner. Well, I'm just an Eagle City in my Eagle City, so Oh my god, we hope we trade Jimmy Garoppolo to your team and we get one first round picks. Absolutely not. Jalen Hurts Jalen Hurts sucks. You guys need a new quarterback too. We don't. We made it to the playoffs. We're doing good. Yeah, that playoff game I was I wanted to call you. I, I didn't know if you were by bridges after that game. Uh <laughs> realize uh, it's a, it's a process. It's a process because we were like, "Yo, y'all got blown out." What? Yada yada yada. I'm like, "Hey, we made it to the playoffs, bro. We were supposed to be rebuilding this year, but we made it." So, um, yeah, yeah. I always like to open up with trash talking football teams, guy. I brought this man on the podcast because he did something Friday night. Yeah, this guy banged five white women in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't in front of you you were in the room you were the next you you heard it you were, i told you to go to the bathroom and stay in there until it's over and, <laughs> and i said yeah i said yes sir as long as i can record the audio you know? yeah. and then he fell asleep <laughs> because i was banging all night long big dudes got stamina that's one of my newest jokes so my newer jokes i was trying to work on it was talking about like how some chick was like she said like something she was like She's like, I was fucking this big dude, and then he was like, he was going all night or some. I heard it somewhere, and I was like, yeah, big dudes got stamina. We got great short area quickness, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's science. That's momentum. If you have more force going, you have more mass. It, it's gonna, it's gonna keep going. You ever go to a laundry room and you got a bunch of laundry in the dryer, and after the time is gone, the laundry is still going. You're like, what the fuck? Is a ghost doing laundry? No, yeah. it's the momentum of the laundry. Just like your mess, it's, the, you, it's hard to stop. Yeah. You ever see a big guy run down a hill? Mm-hmm. They can't run down a hill because they won't stop until they get it, to Cleveland. Ter- that is one of my biggest fears. Or like, You ever see one of those people who are like on a bike just going downhill? And I'm just like, oh, they're, they're going to die. They're, they're never going <laughs> to die. Like, where's your brakes? I ain't got none. Oh, yep, they're dead. They're dead. 
Because then it's always some light or somebody not paying attention and it's about to be, and it's going to fly and it's, yeah, terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's why I don't go outside, you know? <laughs> you keep yawning. Is this show that boring? It's late, man. I was, I was going to cancel, no lie. I was like, man, it's too dang late. Because I, um, I usually do one, I usually podcast in the, in the afternoon, not at night. So I was like, yo. And also, I got been. I've been working doing um a bunch of different stuff too. I've been. Uh, well, this is midnight in the Bay. It'd be weird if I if it was uh, during the day. We'd have to call it, you know, brunch in the Bay or something. People get it gets dark at six. So I know. Well, oh, there you go. I got him drinking a Red Bull. Here we go. There you go. Well, I wanted to get you on, and really, this is the only time I could get you on because some days, you know, you got to do a million things. The laundry, the floors, you know, I got to stay married. If I didn't want to stay married, I wouldn't do any of this, but I'm doing, you know, I'm on the roof, I'm cleaning the gutters, I'm yeah. cleaning her gutter, you know what I mean? You never like it. Okay, 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 you know. So um, I've just been doing the husband and dad duties today, so that's why we had to do it late. So I'm sorry, my friend. But you have a Red Bull. God bless the Red Bull. It gives you wings or. Uh, Heart palpitations, one of the two. <laughs> but uh, I wanted to get you on because Friday we were joking around. I didn't get to see you, Bing, or listen to you. I actually got to see you work a little magic at a comedy show. Now, let me set up the comedy show for people that, because obviously they weren't there. The guy books this brewery show. It's hit or miss. A lot of times it's hit. But this guy, the booker, told me, Casey, he told me, Two people bought tickets Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Friday, he had 45 more people buy tickets. Mm-hmm. And then people that showed up, there was like 20 people that showed up that didn't have ticket reservations. Mm-hmm. This room is perfect for like 80 people, 70 yeah. people. It was around yeah. there because it feels big. Yeah. Okay. And we're, you know, his door guy wasn't there. So I'm helping with the tables. You know, I, I feel like a, a guy not from this country. You know, I'm out there. I got the, I got the towel on my shoulder. You know, I'm speaking another language or trying to. But we're moving tables in there. I mean, it keeps getting packed. We had to turn down people. That's how crazy it is. People want comedy right now, Omicron, all that. And it's out the window. See ya, bud. And we're back at, at, at full capacity, hopefully for a while, unless they say, hey, the ball, ball sniff uh, variants out. Be careful. You know, watch the nose. So packed room, turning around people. And uh, I go up. Now, I go up after someone that struggled a little bit because the room was pretty rowdy. This is at a brewery, so people are drunk. They're having a good time. They're spinning their T-shirts over their head. They're giving their wives away to strangers. I mean, it's wild in there, okay? People are snorting stuff. I'm seeing guys wipe their nose, and not because they have nose hairs. You know what I mean, guy? And those kind of shows, you got to be ready. And I don't know if you were ready. I mean, I see you. You show up. You know what fires me up about your credit? You show up with a fucking gym bag like it's a football game year of high school i love that shit i used to love that senior year you wear a tie they're like make sure you wear a tie you're not playing and then you put yeah. the jersey over the tie oh my god still didn't get my dick sucked but you know we still look good you know what i mean that's what fired me up you bring a change of clothes at the venue you don't change at your place you show up and you're like hey i gotta go you're like superman hey i gotta find a telephone booth you know yeah I love that about you. It's a mindset. And so um, I go I go up there, and I got to go up before you. You know what I mean? I got to make sure I do well. The, audi- the audience is eating up everyone before me. Let's just be honest. People are saying stuff, you know, it's throwing off people. And before I go up, I told Casey, I said, uh, 
I'm going to light them on fire. And I just went up, you know, fuck the set. Sometimes you got to go up and, and when they're rowdy like that and you got to say, fuck the set, I'm going off. I'm saying whatever. I, I'm, I'm an improv. I'm going to do whatever. And that's what I did. And I felt like I was able to control a bit. Now, there was definitely some people, you know, saying stuff. Like during my set, I said I wanted to stab someone. Yeah. With my, with my, with my guns, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I listened back to this. I know what you mean about the mumbling. I wanted to jump out of the car when I heard it, but that's, what's good yeah. about listening to sets. It's really good. Cause it makes you want to change certain things. You know what I mean? Yeah. But anyways, I kind of laid it up for you. I thought the crowd was rowdy, but not too rowdy. Once yeah. I, I hit them a little bit with like, I'll stab you. You know what I mean? They kind of shit quiet after that. And then you go up and they start getting rowdy again. Now I grab a beer right? Because uh, I'm, I take after my father, alcoholics, right? And um, I come back and there's fucking chaos a-brewing. Okay? <laughs> there's, there's, you know, people talking, there's some guy talking in the corner. Now, it's dark on stage. Yeah. I saw you like a captain in a boat yeah. out there. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't see the audience either, you know. No. Uh, some, some shows you do, you can see the audience, but like this is like cobs where you can only maybe see all the front row. Yeah. And you know what I mean? And I think they still had that table open or maybe there was a couple. There wasn't too many people up front. So anyways, you start talking to this guy. Now break it down for us. Bring it so up for what the happened is, uh, you know, drunk people at the show is always super funny. Uh, Alex, you've done a few different shows with me, a bunch of different shows. And it's always like they always heckle you, but they never heckle me when I'm on stage. I'm a big guy. So they usually don't try to heckle me. They're like, <laughs> so then I'm going, I'm saying a few different stuff. And then he said, he said a few different things and I'm trying to ignore it. But then he kept talking. I was like, what did you say, dude? Like, it's like, you, you know, you let a few times go by. Cause like people are laughing and stuff. Then he was saying things at random times. Like, what'd you say, dude? And I just, I usually give people a warning. Like my warning is quiet, man. I can make this whole set about you. That's usually yeah. my like, I'm like, oh, you just gonna talk about me for like I got I got 20 more minutes, you know, kind of a thing. Like, and it could just all be about you. He was too drunk. So he was like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, ah, oh, dude. So I'm like, I'm going back and forth with him. Uh yeah. And then it was just funny because he was just saying a bunch of different stuff. And he was he was trying to say something, then I would make a joke about it. And then he was just kept talking, it was just stupid. And then I was like, yo, man, what's your name, man? He was like, oh, it's JP. I was like, oh, JP, you embarrassing your friends, man. I was like, hey, shut up and like so we can keep going and stuff like that. And he wouldn't shut up. And I was like, hey, hey, can we still get a fuck JP on three? <laughs> and I was like, right. for everybody in the crowd, I was like, one, two, three, fuck JP. And then I was like, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is that what you is that what you do when it's that kind of situation? Because it's terrifying just just for people that haven't done comedy that are listening, grandma, dad, listening, only listeners. Um, it's terrifying being on stage and you got the heckler because it throws you off and, and you don't want to be too mean, mm. but also you need what you did. You got to realize the audience doesn't want this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. And maybe they'll let the heckler know, you know, fuck you. Yeah. 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 So what it is was, um, he kept going, and then he had said something like, I'll see you outside. 
Oh, like, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. I was like, see me outside. We're trying to find me. He was like, I, mean, I don't know. I can take you. And I was like, all right, stand up. I was like, let's, I'm going to see, let's see how big this guy is. Then he yeah. looked, he, he was like fat and out of shape, like just chubby, like no like sense of athletic bone in his body. And I was like, oh, wash you, dude. I was like, you can't see me. And then so he was like, what about you? I was like, you look hell out of shape. He's like, what about you? I was like, and I messed up because in the moment I was supposed to say, this is my new saying that I like to say, it's, um, I'm big like this from playing sports. You're just big like that from eating. Like that's the <laughs> right, right. that's my go-to. But right. I, I, I used to lift. I used to lift weights. You've never lifted weights. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I was going with that. But then the moment I start saying like my bench press, my squat, and a bunch of different stuff, and then he was like, and then I had to, I had to draw back like. I'm kind of veering off too much. Hey, I heard you say that. You said you squat like 1,600. I was like, no fucking way. I think I said 600. I said 600, not 600. <laughs> I know, but can you? Uh, nah, I used to like <laughs> you gotta You got to push it up, man. You got to intimidate him. But yeah. No, like, so right now I probably can't. But I can get back up there, though. I love that. I love He didn't know that. <laughs> he didn't know it. He didn't know it. I could like, come on now. <laughs> That's why, and I quickly said it, but then in the moment I realized I was venturing off, and then I was like, also, I'm in the white place. I was like, right. and this potentially seems like a fight is going to happen, when really I'm just trying to intimidate the guy with how much I can do in the gym. Like, right. you don't want to mess with this. I'm pretty strong. But drunk guy, I don't care. I'm like, I'm like right. and I was like, all right, forget this. Then I was, then I had, then I switched it up. I was like, you know what, JP, you trying to see me after the show? I ain't trying to see you after the show. I'm trying to see the six foot two chick over in the corner or some chicks who got a big forehead. Like I immediately went it back to things I had did previously to make it seem like only people I'm seeing after the show a woman, and you ain't a woman, so I don't care to see you. And then so that's why I switched it back and go back because like I, I bet Casey was in the back, like, is this gonna be a fight or you know because. It's kind of like unless something actually happened, most black people ain't going. Well, we ain't gonna fight nobody really. Like it's comedy. Like I ain't really about to fight you. Like I ain't really. Yeah, off. Casey. I don't think Casey knew that. Casey was freaking out. I don't think Casey's been around a lot of black people because black people will talk aggressive, just kind of like a shit talk. Yeah. It's, but it, to white people, it sounds like you guys are gonna like fight someone, but it's not. One time, me and a homie at an open mic, we was talking mad shit to each other. But you talk so for us, it's you talk aggressive, and it's not right. like you mean it. Because that way, like, like for right. me, like I say, like, like oh, I can bench like seven hundred, and he like, oh, like he that strong. But if you just say it and it's believable, they sound truthfully. But then sometimes you do that same tactic, but it sounds like I'll I'll beat your ass up, whatever. And I was like, oh snap, they're gonna fight, and it's just like nah, I'm just scaring them. But I'm really not gonna do nothing after this. I'm just gonna like, cause right after that, I was like, I'm trying to sell my merch. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get Instagram uh, followers. I'm trying to get numbers, that's, like the whole shebang. That's how I got I'm my. Like, I'm that's how I got my. The show, huh? That's how I got my wife. I scared her. I said, I have a ten inch dick. Okay, right. And I intimidated her. So okay, yeah. But um, I get that. I get yeah. that whole uh, that whole concept of just. Uh, being a uh, what's that? Um, a uh, what you, you said earlier? A uh, oh my god! Hate marijuana! Hate marijuana! Hate marijuana! Um, an exaggeration. There we go. Oh my god! Thank you, Grandma. An exaggeration of you. Mm. You know, and make yourself bigger than they are because if you don't, they'll fucking take over the show. 
And that's when you can't let someone take over a comedy show. You're not at all. So Especially if you're the headliner. Yeah, that and then the fact that I had enough time where I could like just shut him down and stuff like that. Cause I think I think I was probably gonna try to go for about 40. I think I went for like 35 minutes, but then so I quickly went off him and then <clears throat> and then I immediately started talking to his friends. I was like, this your guy? I was like, I know y'all embarrassed with him. And then I switched yeah. it back over to start talking to relationships, start talking to couples and stuff like that. And then the funny, like the funniest thing about this night, I got the I got the crowd to say fuck JP three different times or four times. The thing that the funniest part that I thought was when I found out that the dude who was like I wanted they wanted me to pick on was only dating a chick for four months, but then his best friend was fucking his sister. <laughs> I was like that to me was like the highlight of what. Oh yeah, that was I totally forgot about that. That was really funny because I think when you were arguing with JP, Casey gave you the light, and then it kept going. I remember talking to comedians. I'm like, how did you get in this? Because. It's hard to end when you're doing like that. And then you got to kind of go in a bit, which you did. Yeah, and you yeah. started talking about relationships. And that was crazy. And you know what's crazy also that remind me of? Like, I'm so, and maybe this is because I'm newer than you. I'm so eager to get to my material. I don't even see what's in front of me. Yeah. And you saw what was in front of me. You're like, okay, fuck the relationship material. This is crazy right here. Let's make a joke out of what's going on with the crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And that was crazy. Like they were sneaking behind the brothers' back, sleeping with yeah, each other. Yeah, yeah. And I'm a. By the way, I am so fucking happy that that Sean Hilton guy filmed it. Yeah, he had yeah. two cameras. You, yeah. he told you that. Yeah. He had the camera on stage and the camera in the back. Yeah. So that's that's dope, dude. You're gonna have to make that into a clip. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, uh, the, the I, JP moment yeah. is definitely gonna be a clip for sure. That's definitely got to go. Well, and I and I noticed too. Like I've been posting a little bit on YouTube, and I noticed the YouTube shorts. I think the longest clip can be like a minute. Yeah, I've been getting like a couple thousand views on, which is good for me. Usually, I get two yeah. or three. Yeah. yeah. So um, that's good. You know, it doesn't even have to be a long clip, but then you have a long clip for Booker's and yeah, yeah, you know, Louis C.K. and stuff. So um, yeah, that was great, dude. That was fucking stellar. Yeah. Appreciate it. And you got a date out of it. Yeah, you got a date out of it. Um He's tall. I could never she's she was like what, six five? Six two. Six two and I think she was six one, but you know, women can never tell their height. So I think she was six two, but then she had on heels, so she was probably like right. six three, six four ish. I would have to get a ladder on. Yeah, to get behind her, you know, but with but, permission of the wife. Yeah, but then that that's why I'm attracted to it because like she's six one, six two. I'm just like, you know, the rarity of this, if you seeing a chick who's like that tall and immediately I'm just uh-huh. like, if this go good, my kid's going to be tall. My kid, like, that's the immediate thought, you know, if now here's the thing, though, she's tall, you're big. The kids could be ginormous or really small because genes are weird that way. You know what I mean? You could have a dwarf as a kid. That's how genes can play. My parents, both my parents, they're blind as bats. I came out 2020 vision. Yeah. You know what I mean? You never know. It, it, it could do the flip. Um, I'm bald. I'm the only bald one in my family. And I went to my mom, like, are you my mom? Are you my parents? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So there's weird genes that can go on, you know? Yeah. yeah. My, my, mom, my mom has a 10 inch penis. I have a five inch one. I'm like, yeah, you know, right. the genes are weird, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, for instance, uh, 
my mom's side of the family, all the men on that side all have hair still. Like my grandpa passed last year yeah. uh, and he's and he still had a fro and he was 85. Oh my god! And, and it, he had just started balding in the back, like a little bit. It was not even balding. Pissed you off? It was, it was you like, off? Of course it did. Of course yeah. it pissed me off. <laughs> my uncle, my uncle's like sixty-two with a perm, like finger waves. You don't know finger waves, but like long hair. You know, like to hear. My yeah. uncle had braids. Like, come on now, oh like you know, sixties. I was like, you're going, you're going over there. They got the dreadlocks. They're rubbing in your face. Yeah, you're like, what yeah, the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like, hey man, what happened? I was like. You know life. <laughs> so, yeah. I think I, I think I masturbated too much. You know, it all fell out. <laughs> Me, I was thinking, I was like, maybe I just start wearing hats too much. Honestly, that's why. No, 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 no. I looked that up. That's all wives' tales. My, I've my mom is convinced because I wore a hat a lot. That's because of it and the football helmet. But I looked it up, and Google is smarter than my mom. So, <laughs> but you know what? You tell a mom something like google will tell you and they'll be like no that's wrong yeah. i mean she sticks to her guns you know what i mean <laughs> wives tales they don't stay wives tales for for nothing so exactly yeah um so it's, it's a trip yeah i wish i was still had hair it'd be cool but uh, i fully embrace it um i'm not one of those guys who hold known who hold known sometimes but then it but then you told me you said your wife likes you better with long hair than with short hair which i don't get I know, I know. Both women, my mom and my wife, they're like, oh, keep a little hair. I'm like, you know, this looks disgusting, right? Right, yeah. Maybe that's why they do it, because my mom loves to have my wife around, and my wife wants to keep me around. She thinks, well, if this guy looks really ugly, not just ugly, he'll stay around. You know what I mean? mean? Yeah, because I remember when you shaved it the first time, and you had the beard growing, I thought you was 25. Do you look super? For young to me, and then you had the glasses. I remember you was DJing. I was like, "Look at Alex!" Like, okay, like I thought it was like it took you to like a whole like another level. Like it took your swag up and it embraced because it was because having like balding makes you look older. You know, yeah, it makes you immediately look like like how old are you, Alex? What are you like? 32, 33, 28? I don't know. I love that. I love that. You talk to a lot of females. I'm thirty three. That was you. Thirty three. So then, yeah. like, um, but it makes you look like when you're balding and like the reset, like it makes you immediately look like 38, you know, because that's right. like, cause right. like it's usually when average male pattern baldness happens. Like, are oh, you 38? I'm like, nah, like you, and he's like, oh, I started balding when I was 23. Like, ooh, like, you know, you're like, you're the oldest 23 yeah. year old I know, you know, it immediately takes your age up. But I feel like for some women, they like older looking guys. So I think that's why they kind of like the baldness look. But then after a while, as a man, it's kind of like, I got the beard now. Like, just, like, embrace it kind of a thing. Sometimes I embrace the hairline and some of the hair growing in to make me look older because I talk about, you know, being a dad and a husband, and it might click a little bit more than looking young and sexy, you know? I mean, why do you have uh, kids at young ages? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I had the kid at 24. Yeah. So. like I was thinking, like, 17 or 16. You know, I... (laughs) Yeah, no, 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 no. I mean, I I was a player, but not that big of a player. It was, I kind of, you know, and, and when you're, I hate to say this, but when you're in high school and like right out of high school, you're still polite, you know, you're still giving them a chance to hit you back. And that's all great and stuff, but I think that really hurt me. I wasn't aggressive enough. Once I got older, I, I just told women how I felt. 
Yeah. That's when I met the wife. That's when I had the baby. You know what yeah. I mean? You just, they like that, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. Like, you know, our ladies, we trying to tell you a bunch of different stuff. They was like, just tell me the truth. Are you talking to other women? Yes. How could you? And I'm like, you told me to tell you the truth. So right. it's, it's super funny. But I think you got to be honest up front and just sit in it. Like, right. you talking to another woman? Yes. You like me? Yes. Why are you talking to another woman? Because we ain't official. And I like, and right now I'm just like kind of doing whatever, you know, kind of a thing, you know. And I so tell except you, that six foot, six, that six foot two chick, you know, I wife that. <laughs> right, right, right. But I could, you're absolutely right. The truth, truth sets you free, and that's sometimes with comedy too. If you don't have like a joke with a punchline, but you talk truth, that still gets laughs, and you don't need the punchline. Like people could just relate to that, and you know, the wife caught me looking at porn. Mm-hmm. And I don't want her to hear. And uh, she was like, "Why are you watching that?" I said, "I don't get. I don't get enough." Mm-hmm. And hey, you don't think the intake of <laughs> went up? You know what I mean? Because yeah. I was truthful. And you know yeah. what? The wife saw the video and how perfect that butt was of the porn star. Mm-hmm. She started yeah. working out. She got a gym membership. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm. I'm. Ex- you know, she's into it. I. My whole thing is, I'm glad I haven't caught her watching porn mm-hmm. because yeah. then I would start working out because I'd be jealous too. You know what I mean? So the I, real thing. Oh, go ahead. go ahead. Well, I was just saying, I like to be lazy. You know? Yeah. I mean, real. The real talk is a lot of women watch lesbian porn because uh, porn is designed for men. It's. Uh, like the oh this scenario and then those designed for men and stuff like that versus like women like that's why they watch lesbian porn because it's like it's the more touching it's more like delicate they're like caressing each other and all but that she, kind of stuff but, but she had a bad experience one time in college oh, really? I mean, yeah and I, wish I, I wish I asked that before I married her yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a joke but um no, so she's not really into she she's not. I mean it's you know, but you know what? I don't want to be married to a really sexual person because you don't know what they're doing, you know what I mean? The mailman comes by like, oh, you know, this guy's doing overly that. sexual. Overly sexual. Yes, yes, yes. Because yeah, a sexual yeah. person, yeah, because a sexual person usually like kind of for you, overly sexual is like I just yeah. gotta have it. Like Right. Of, if if I walked in, she's like, I need to suck it right now, I'd be worried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm gone certain nights. <laughs> and if she's like, I got to, you know, and the dog walks by, I, yeah. you know, I don't want to find that out. Back to what you was talking about before. You was talking about like, uh, you was like, oh, I don't get laid enough. Stuff like that. I remember I, my ex, like during quarantine or like during during 2020, um, we was doing it, but she couldn't make me come. So she was like, She's like, yo, we need to figure out a way. She started trying different stuff. Like, we need to do some different positions. We need to do kind of this kind of stuff. Like, she's like, you like to use toys? Because, like, I'm, like, pleasing her, but she's not pleasing me. So she just like, okay, well, I got to figure this out. I got to, you know, kind of a thing. So, and that was, like, super funny. So that really is true. Like, when, it, like, you, you, you giving it, if you make your girl come, stuff like that, they will find a way to make sure you're satisfied. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 for sure. You know, they'll dress up, they'll do whatever. They'll drink a bottle of Ziffindel and go down on you for an hour just to satisfy you. Know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, women are great. Let's just be honest. Women are, and men are too, whatever. Yeah, support the gays, right? Of course, we're, we're amazing. Yeah, of course. Right, right. Everyone, everyone. Now, let me ask you a question. Let's let's switch gears because I'm hard. Um, 
hilarious. punchline. The punchlines tonight. The punchlines tonight. Yeah. And a comedian recently told me that if you're not going to the punchline on Sunday nights, oh, why are you doing comedy? And I just wanted to throw that out to you and get your opinion on it since you've been doing it a while and I'm still trying to figure out comedy. Do I need to be going to the punchline every Sunday? Uh, yes. Every Sunday I've heard you don't need to go every Sunday, but you at least need to go and introduce yourself to people um, to get part of um, just to be seen and to find out should I be part of the rotation and possibly get up. The reason why the comedian says that is basically this is what he means by that or him him or her probably mean by this. If you're not going to the punchline, you're not a real comedian. What they're trying to say is if you're not going to this venue that it possibly can help you if you get past, get access to three different comedy clubs in the Bay Area, one in Sacramento, and then also be a way to uh, get paid at each one of these venues and then also meet a national touring headliner while there. Then what are you in this for? Is is honestly what he means. That's why I encourage people to go to the punchline because before um, I left the Bay Area back in 2014 because I went to UCSB to do school. Um, and I wanted to start going to the punchline to try to get up and like trying to audition and all this kind of stuff. But then as time went on, I was like, I'm gonna do it next Sunday, I'm gonna do it next Sunday. And then I was just like, I'm I'm like, well, I'm gonna do it now. I'm about to leave soon. Like I'll be pissed as hell if I go and then I made all this progress and then I don't get put up because um I had to leave, you know. So that's why um they're probably saying that. But it, it really is true. Like a lot of comedians um don't wanna do gonna keep going and stuff like that. But then there's other venues as well. Like if you're not going to the punchline, well, are you going to the San Jose Improv open mic, which is a really an audition to help you get like part put on like a weekend or a weekday. Um labs have labs in Sacramento, like they like put up people like, have you ever performed here? Like people up there try to put on stuff. So it's kind of those kind of things. Like, are you going, what he really should be saying is are you going to any comedy club and asking about how you get up to that club? That's what he really should be saying, him or her. Well, yeah, you just hit me with a, a wall of words and motivation right there, my friend. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I I've been beating myself up. I need to I need to go. I need to, or you know, at least pick one club, like you said, and figure out how to get on there because that is one of my goals. Yeah, and I've just been doing like shows and putting on shows and trying. I've been actually. Lately, I've just been more on the producing side. Also, like, I write every day and try to look at my set, but also I'm looking at the producing side. Like, I, I need to find a cool venue. I have venues now, but, you know, you've performed at one of them. But I want to make them better, so I've been trying to figure that out, you know. And on top of working and money and all that shit, you know. Mm-hmm. It's expensive going out all the time. It's 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 a process. It's a constant grind. Um, like I want to be, I want to produce shows, but then like also I don't have time at the same time. Like, like I'm in grad school and I'm teaching, so like that's like a whole thing. I had to pull back from comedy in one aspect, and then I pushed my graduation period from this from June to December, so now I have more time to kind of do stuff. But then it's still like kind of like I have more time, but I still have to be serious about the time I have. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're a teacher, I wanted to raise my hand. 
Now, do you think, just your opinion, do you think someone can be discovered by the clubs for weekend work buying like social media or by word of mouth? Like, oh my God, this guy runs an incredible show here. He's killing it. Does that happen at all anymore? Or it's they have to see you in person? By a show you're running? Let's just say a comedian, uh, he's out there, He's he's got a show, It's it's everyone's doing it, it's great. Um, he's posting clips, or she's posting clips online of killing it. Is that seen? Do people, like, book off of that? Uh, I know for the brewery shows they do, but do clubs book off of that? Uh, I'll say this. Uh, I think the way you're describing it is basically if, if someone's putting producing shows and then they become viral and then they have a draw, then they'll start getting booked on stuff. Like let's say, uh, let's say me or you, right. You, or let's say you, for instance, you put on these shows, you could put up clips and then all of a sudden one of your clips gets, let's say a million views. Right. And then now your Instagram and your YouTube channel go from having just a few thousand to 60,000. Right. And then now you might like, Hey, and then like you getting like all this kind of stuff. And then people ask about where's your show, where's your show, where's your show. And then you're like, you take a chance. Right. And you're like, Hey, can I book a show? Cause now like, let's say your, your videos are like, you know, like, cause you get sponsorship or like people want to do stuff with you and then like you got all this kind of stuff like hey you put up money like instead of like hey my brewery show like a Fairfield let's say like, you try like hey sack punchline can I produce a show here my stuff just went viral recently can I like book out a show or can I like pay money to book a show and now it's like well let's see like what show can you, like can I do a Wednesday or a Thursday and then like all of a sudden you book the show and you sell out tickets and then now you're like a, uh, something like that. Your viral video helps you gain an audience, a fan base. And then you make an announcement. Like, hey, I got a I got I just booked this show in SAC or SF. Uh, click the link in my bio. And if you're in the barrier or North Bay or North Northern California area, uh, buy a ticket and then you sell out. That can help. I'm not sure if they're like, hey, I've seen your stuff. Um, I want you to come here. Uh, it's more of a still kind of a proven thing and see like, can you book out tickets? I know, but I would say for the San Jose improv though, um, the guy who books on stuff and books stuff, he goes to like regular random shows. Like I remember I met him first at a show that Zach Lord put on, on uh Monday before the pandemic. And he gave me his business card. He was like, we need to do some shows together, send me some clips. So that happened. Uh, so yeah, he does that. He's going out looking for talent in the South Bay, but yeah. But the bottom line, the punchline clubs, some of the other clubs, they, um, they need to see you. And and here's my thing. I've gotten the punchline and you show up, you pay your money and then you go sit down and then you watch the guy who books it, walk around with a clipboard and a pen. It's like. But, you know, I, I don't know. It's hard for me to go to a show and watch other comedians when I'm not performing, you know? Yeah. But I, I, but I know it's, it's, I guess it's whatever your goal is, right? 
for me, what it was, I had that same aspect. And a lot of times comedians have a negative aspect. Like, why I got to go and why I got to wait and why I got to keep doing these things. And if you look at the long term goal of it, it's it's worth it. And then I remember. So I was lucky enough to have a few different friends who I met uh, down in SoCal or just knew me before. I moved down to SoCal. They was like, yo, I remember I had a homie who keep wanting to put me on cops, but I didn't have a way back up here. I didn't think of a way back up here. And his name is Frankie Kiotis, a.k.a. Cholo Fit. And then now he's like, now she's over the theater. She's doing a bunch of different stuff. And he came to SF Punchline and he was doing like the whole weekend for uh, Thanksgiving. And I was able to get up. I had been going there for like a few weeks. And then he hit me like, hey, I'm doing a show on this day. I was like, hit him. I was like, hey, can I come? Can I do the show? He was like, yeah. He was like, for sure, man. Come through. Kick it. I was like, yeah, man, you're doing one show this day. And he was like, I'm doing one show. He's like, I did. He did one show on Wednesday. Next day was Thanksgiving. He had two shows on Friday and two shows on Saturday. And I was like, can I come back again this weekend? He was like, I want some other other homies. I promise a few other spots on Friday. But if you can come through on Saturday for me, come through on Saturday. Came through on Saturday. Performed those two days. So I performed Wednesday and two times on Saturday. And then I, by me doing that, I had the confidence, like, I belong up here. I should be up here. I had a vision and, like, I won't be performing here and stuff like that. So that kind of helped me, like, now I'm going to keep going to the punchline because I got a taste of it. I like this venue and I want to keep going and stuff like that. Plus, Frankie was already passed. Um, and sold it out. And I was like, that would be dope to do it. And like a lot of people came out. So sometimes it's that. Sometimes it gets a little bit of the taste of being able to do the show kind of helps you. Yeah. Um, and then real talk, like right now, because because of COVID and everything, it's a new, they've been doing, uh, Punchline's been doing a lot more like different stuff, like where you don't have to wait as long, as long as you've been coming around, especially like if the guys know you will see you around because it's like three different guys now. So like if they see you like, or heard of you, they'll put you up. Uh, like I know Ben Feldman uh, li- works in lives in East Bay. Another guy lives in Santa Rosa. So if you see, like, oh yeah, like, Ben, hey Ben, I'm cool with. I did yeah. well at Comedy Oakland recently. Yeah. Well, before they went down. Yeah. So it's a uh, it's a lot uh, easier to get an opportunity and like go up there. So I always tell people, I always encourage people to go. Uh, but then like a lot of people be like, man, I ain't trying to like. And then people are so jaded to go. Well, it's, you know, a lot of comedy I'm realizing is blocking out the negativity in your mind and blocking out the fear. Oh, it's a lot of money. You know, we all deal with it. I just said a comment like, you know, I don't like going to shows that I'm not on, but you're right. I mean, part of the comedy, you don't think about it. It's not just being funny. It's the networking. It's the producing. It's. It's so much, and uh, I'm starting to realize that, you know, because a lot of people haven't heard of me, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, what's the point of busting your ass if people aren't going to know who you are? Yeah. I'm My bad, I'm on Instagram right now, and I just, and I'm looking up, and I'm just like, the punchline, right? It's a packed out place. I forgot. I probably should have went. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going. Yeah, I know. You're pre- you're preaching about going and you're at home like me. <laughs> well, now I thought about it. I forget that um, uh, on when there's a holiday, yeah. uh, the Monday, yeah. the Sunday showcase is really packed out because hell, people don't have to work the next day. I'm like, damn it, should have went. So, yeah. Um, 
You trying to end this early? No. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm trying to leave too. What time? Yeah. What time does it start? It started at eight, but it's eight. Oh, it's now. too late. Yeah, it's too late. It's it's been going. Um, no, I, I just for some reason, you know, usually this podcast is really goofy, and I I like to say outrageous stuff and have fun, but this is fun just talking comedy. I, I've it's a weird fucking thing. You think about it all the time, but sometimes you don't pursue it as hard as you can. You know what I mean? And I'm really trying to step it up and and uh, do something with it because I'm I'm coming up on four years in March, and I know two of them were during the pandemic, but and one of them was just pod. Uh, it'd be five years, but one of them's just I was I started doing the podcast in the car, ranting, and my cousin was like, "You ever think about comedy?" Mm-hmm. so um i don't know i'm getting older the i've been in comedy for a little bit i want to start pushing myself you know yeah and getting somewhere with it so you feel me on that yeah i know you're looking at only fans right now no nah, i'm just um, like i'm, mess- I'm messaging <laughs> people at punchline right now that's all um yeah, that'll make you feel better. Messing with people at somewhere you want to be at. I got, I got friends there. I got friends there. So it's oh, I'm sure you do. I'm sure yeah. you do. Um, Don't forget about me. So you're only four years in? Yeah. Uh, yeah, dude. Man, I did. So by my uh, anniversary. So I've been. I started. I started doing comedy in 2010. Um, but I say I didn't really officially start until 2012 in august because that was the first time i performed at a comedy club because like i had it was like this year where the lady who was producing shows wasn't putting on shows so i was trying to do stuff i didn't know where open mics was a bunch of other stuff uh how long did it take you before you opened for a main headliner uh, oh oh oh, not until i went down to college so okay this I'll, i'll get real deep with it um uh so what is it? What is it? What is it? Um, shoot. What is it I'm trying to say? Oh, here it is. So I went down to college and the main reason I went down to Santa Barbara, one, it's a good school, two, it's gorgeous, and three, I had a comedy scene. So I wanted to still do comedy while I was down there. Um, sometimes I would regret it because I would see all these like notifications going on in the Bay Area and stuff like that. And a lot yeah. of the comedians who I started with are now past at the punchline. And I was like, damn, if I would have stayed. Like who? Like who? Um, Dal Neymar, Andrew Rolfo, Mark Smalls, Mean Dave, Chris Rickens, I think was already passed or about to get passed. All those all Um, those guys started ten plus years ago. So twenty twelve. So I started I like came on the scene in twenty twelve. It was like when I really like kinda started and came on the scene. Like I didn't know I didn't hit my first open mic till twenty twelve because I didn't know where they were. I didn't have a car for like a few years. And so um I didn't know where to go. Um, and then, so, like, when I started doing, like, the bunch of old mics, Andrew Rolfos, Irene Twos, and all of them was, like, already, like, uh, we all kind of, like, started around the same time. Okay. Uh, and then, yeah. Um, so it took them a while to get passed. Yeah, it took them a while. Like, they got passed by the time I finished college. So um, and I was like, damn, I should have, damn, I should have stayed. I should have not went to college, stuff like that. And then, it wasn't until like I met people like Taylor Tomlinson. Uh, I met uh, Eliza Schellinger, Schlesinger. I met her. I, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, Eliza. Eliza. Yeah, Eliza. Yeah. Yeah, you say the the problem is, the problem is, I always get her and the chick 
from Pussycat Dolls, like last they mixed up. That's the problem. Right, right. They're very similar. You know, she's cool. She did a special, I think, on um, the aircraft carrier off of Alameda. Yeah, oh, really. Uh, the yeah. U.S. Hornet or whatever. So anyway, that's yeah. kind of cool to do that. Yeah, I, honestly, and honestly, probably one of the funniest comedians I've ever seen. Like Eliza, funny as hell. Like I remember I saw her special, and I and I was upset with it because I felt her special didn't capture what it really was and how funny she is. And like, cause I remember she performed with us. I think her special dropped probably three months later. She taped it, and I was like, it was like a lot of the same material. But I was like, I was like, no, I was like, the crowd ain't giving her what she is and what she like. She, cause she performed in our little. It was like 250 uh, theater, whatever, like slash classroom, like during the day. And oh, USB, yeah, USB, USB, and yeah. murdered it. Yeah, murdered it. And then yeah. when I seen her at her special tape, and I was just like, I was like, this ain't showing how funny she actually is. And yeah, I was I've, like, heard, I've I've heard that about comedians. And yeah. Actually, people have told that about me is uh, better in person. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there is something about that. Yeah. So you met these people in Santa Barbara. You're yeah. You're upset. You're crying to mama. Hey, how wish yeah, I not so. So it wasn't until I started like meeting a bunch of different people down in LA who are now growing up. Like I said, laughology is what it was called. Uh, we used to book people before they blew up. So we booked Taylor Thomason in 2014, 2015, 2016, before she's like doing like theaters and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, we booked uh, who else? Annie uh, Annie Le- Annie Lederman. I forget. Uh, Lederman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's better too. I performed yeah, with her. All women. You guys just booked yeah. women. No, we booked a bunch of different people, but it was just like we we got them before they blew up. So, um, so you moved. So you did that. You got your comedy chops a little bit in Santa Barbara. You, yeah. You got your dick wet in IV during Halloween. Hey, you know, I got arrested in IV on Halloween. Yeah. I got a minor in position because the yeah. girls down Wild Crew was down there. Hilarious. So, um, and then you move back. You're like, hey, mom, I got to come home. Yeah. Free rent. Free rent was the yeah. reason. And um, you're back in the comedy suit. Now you're yeah. going to meet friends. Hey, Andrew, good to see you. Hey, Harry. Yeah. Hey, yeah. yeah. That's in the past. And deep down, you're like, I should have been past two motherfucker. So now you're back. Now what are you doing? Yeah. Deep down, I mean, uh, when I came yeah, back, yeah. I was like, I got to get past the punchline. That was right. something I was supposed to do back in 2014. I came back fall of 2018. Now I got to get past the punchline. Right. They're like, who is this bald fuck? Yeah. He looks familiar. So you go to the punchline. You're hanging out. You're, hey, Ron, hey, what up? I love the gays. And so you're sitting there. You're hugging people. And they finally put you on stage. Finally How long did it take? Um, probably took a year. Of going every Sunday? No, I wasn't going every Sunday. Oh, okay. I was taking that to, I remember that the like went, I didn't stop going for three months, but it was like, how, like you got to uh, cancel out the negativity. I stopped going. Right. People was like, why are you trying to go every Sunday for a place you ain't going to perform and stuff? So I was like, I started booking shows on Sunday, right. a bunch of other stuff. And then what it really hit me was like, I started realizing all the people who was telling me don't go on Sunday was already past there, was putting me on shows. So I'm just like, I'm like, it's easy for you to say you already booked here. So I started, I stopped booking shows specifically on Sunday just so I could show up. Or like, I remember because one time I think I had like five shows on five straight Sundays. And I was like, and I was like, I ain't been, then I did the math. I was like, I ain't been to the punchline in about two months. Yeah. And I was just like, I should probably show up. 
yeah. probably show up. And then I remember uh, one time people thought it was pre-booked and it wasn't. And I didn't go. I was doing like some other like life stuff. I'm like, I'm going to take this chick out on a date on the, and like all this other stupid stuff. And then one, I remember one time I went on a Sunday, I took a chick on a date, terrible date. Um, got catfished. The chick looked way bigger and uglier in person. And then I was just like, and then it was, it was like a, I decided to have this terrible date instead of go to the punchline where I probably could have got up. And the next week I went to the punchline, I got up. I was like, this could have happened a week before if I just would have went. Hey, did, just you, like, did you at least bang her with your eyes closed? No, nah, I didn't do none of that stuff. I have a very hard problem when I see a chick and I don't think she's attractive. You mean you have a soft problem. <laughs> exactly. And then I just like, I'm on, and on my face, I'm just like, yeah, yeah, that stinks. That's you know what? That's disrespectful to catfish people. But um, yeah, that's uh, so being passed at the at the punchline. What's that mean? You can call up and say, "Hey, I want to be on the show." Hey, my buddy Cordae Snell is flying in from Washington D.C. He's gigantic now. Can I open for him? You are you are you saying? Could you do that? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Yeah, can you do that? No, you can't do that. No, the uh, oh, person, no. Fl- the person flying in would have to request you or tell you to come by. Like, hey, so what's the point of being uh, passed for like the showcases? Wait, wait, what are you talking about? So if you pass at a club, the club will just randomly book you throughout the year for openers. That's, oh, that's OK. Oh, OK. That's I thought you were asking me. Uh. I thought you were asking me not not as a past comic, but just like, hey, can I like my homies come flying in, and he's past or like a touring headliner? Can I perform with him? But as a past comic, you no, know, you can make requests like that. Yeah, you can make requests uh-huh. like uh, like, hey, uh, such and such is coming in. He wants me to perform with him, and it was like, like I heard like one story was like such and such like uh, uh I don't want to say his name, but uh, a comedian. A national tour headliner wanted this guy to perform with him. And it was like, you already hosted for such and such. And then the headliner said, come anyway, I'm going to put you up. And it's up to the comedian. It's I mean, the comedian like has like last say. It's his yeah. weekend, you know, especially right. if he's nationally touring and he yes. sold the place out and stuff. It's like his, he has the last say. Right. Right. Unless it's like somebody who came up in the Bay Area, then you might get swayed a little bit. But it's usually like, yo, if... um. If uh, if I want you on the show, you're going to be on the show kind of a thing. I got you. Yeah. Cool. So I'm about to leave for the punchline right now. Okay. <laughs> well, a uh, lot of information, a lot of comedy, um, uh, I guess, tips and and strategy to, yeah. to, to go over you know yeah, yeah. i didn't know if this could be this kind of podcast but uh i appreciate you coming on dude no problem man um anything else you got anything you wanted to plug uh i plug my own podcast uh this is a dope one but i got my own podcast it's called the lit lit podcast uh when me and my homegirl px floral we do it uh we got a bunch of different ones uh i think we've I think we have over like 70 episodes or something like that. Uh, we we uh, started it during the pandemic because uh, yeah. we were checking on each other to see if we both got COVID because we was coming back from Vegas. And then, oh, God, yeah, that's a dirty spot. <laughs> right. And then we just kept having conversations and we were just like, we started a podcast and that's how we started uh, uh, 
our whole podcast situation. So it's that so one. Just, so your podcast is just talking about random dirty stuff or I usually come up with a bunch of different topics. Our last episode was talking about um uh spoiling movies and being spoiled. Like oh, yeah. it was like spoiler, we hate people who spoil movies, and then like have you been spoiled or how do people spoil you or do and then we talked about that's like, the same person. That's the same person. What? Oh, okay. The person that spoils movies are usually spoiled. Yeah, that's true, true. And then we talked about that. We talked, we delved into like uh, only child people versus other stuff. So it was like, it was like funny. So yeah. Yeah, that's fun. That's fun. Um, so we got a couple minutes. I always like to end the podcast with some news I saw during the week. Can we go over a couple of things before you uh, slay some tall women? <laughs> sure. Okay. <Slay. laughs> All right, a Chinese man lured by fake job and became a blood sa- uh, slave in Cambodia. This is terrifying, Corday. <laughs> now, have you done any traveling overseas? No, no, I have not. Well, apparently, this might change <laughs> your opinion on going there. A gang reportedly took 27 ounces of blood each month from this guy. Oh, the I was blood- <laughs> the blood was sold to some private buyers. That's crazy. How good is this man's blood that they sell it like that? They sound like hotcakes. He doesn't look like he's in that good of shape. Look at the guy. I know. And that's what terrifies me. I'm like, hey, I'm not in that good of shape. You know? That's super funny, yeah. You know what? You know what's interesting about this is uh, why aren't you taking, why aren't you drinking blood from someone healthy, young, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. This guy obviously has got diabetes. Look how big his calves are. You know? Yeah. It's uh, it's 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 mind blowing, Corday. This is terrifying stuff. I'm, I uh, I I didn't know people were like buying blood. You know what I mean? And I ain't talking about fucking hospital. <laughs> you know, these are people on the internet. Like, hey, I, I'm gonna buy blood right now. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have much to say. I think I'm scared. No, I, I'm on the phone. I'm on the message. My bad. No, no. Yeah, I, that's why I said, I'm like, oh, what type of blood did this guy have? Like, you, if you milking him of 27 ounces, obviously you were able to get it and go places. Like, is he like, is he typo? Is he typo? Like the rarest of rarest bloods or something like that that's given to everybody? That kind of thing, you know? Yeah, he, he must be. He must be type 69 or something. But uh, <laughs> basically, they found this guy, and now he's recovering. Thank God he didn't die, but terrifying. You know what I mean? Just as a big guy. Next article, quickly. I don't know if you've seen this, but uh, transgenders are making their way into championship swimming events yeah. in college right now. Transgender swimmer. Um, post fastest times at Ivy League Championship, two swimmers, they're breaking records now. One of them is a man that transitioned into a woman, and then the other one breaking re- records is a woman that transitioned into a man. Now, the one I'm upset about is the man going into the women's league because that that's so unfair. You know what I mean? The man or the woman becoming the man, in my opinion, if you're breaking records, more power to you because you're coming in the stronger league. Mm-hmm. She is probably really hot, whoever is on your phone. 
and your messaging, like, I thought this podcast was going to be over. He was wrapping it up. I don't, like, don't want to uh, touch this topic because it's, like, it's super – because, like, the, the funny thing about it is the problem that happens with the, uh, the trans – uh, woman thing is that they're always just like, oh, the person did this because they sucked in men's sports, so they transitioned to women's sports to get the competitive advantage instead of believing like, no, they wanted they wanted to choose this lifestyle and do this whole lifestyle the whole time. And then, like you said, like the trans the trans man was competing in men's sports and was winning too, but you usually don't hear nothing about that. They just focus solely on uh trans women because like you know the women don't have a uh, equal advantage and like all this different kind of stuff and i'm just like i'm like yo it's like are we going to accept people who are trans or not like stop thinking it's just a way to like protects women's sports but it's really at the end of the day what you're really the crux of it is saying is that you don't believe that this person is actually a woman so it's like a lot of well my opinion is you know i think have a different league. You know, that many people doing it. <laughs> so, right. I mean, I mean, that's the problem, but I'm just saying we don't let Barry Bonds into the baseball hall of fame because of steroids. No, that's because he was a jerk. No, no, I know that too. I mean, the media votes on it and he was a jerk, but there are players that have taken steroids that have not made it in the league. And I'm just saying, Unfair advantage doesn't make champions. You know what I mean? I, I think they need to, to, to figure this out because I'm sick of hearing it from my dad. My dad keeps I mean, talking about it. And I'm just I, like, dad, let yeah. people just be whoever they want. And I, yeah. you know. I remember there's also uh, certain cases with black women who they feel like there's been certain instances where they feel they have a competitive advantage as well because um their body naturally like because i remember it was like this one chick was flagged they said that she was using steroids when actually her body just produced uh more testosterone or something more testosterone yeah than a normal woman well that's not this case and that's outrageous to say hey well your your race <laughs> you can't we can't allow your races too there's literally, there's literally been <laughs> situations like that i remember i was watching it was like 2012 there was like this long distance runner who was dominating. Yeah. And it was like, and it, I think it was a similar situation. It was like, nah, yeah. that's a dude. And they just like kept talking about it and like testing it in. And then they was like, no, she can't compete because like I, we think she on steroids when her body was just naturally like. So it was like super. So, and then this, and this literally goes into that. Like this goes into those kind of things because they'll, they, they'll bend the rules for certain. It, it's just, a, it's just, I, I just find it funny because every older white guy that I talk to, um, they're like, did you hear about the trans and the swimming? And so I had to look it up. And, you know, in my opinion, if you it, maybe do a testosterone test, uh, if you're in a woman's league, see if you're at the same level. I, I don't know. Or you don't. And maybe let women take testosterone so they can have. I, to me, it's you got to make it fair. You know what I mean? The funny thing about it, usually a transgender athlete, like male to female, um, they're they are they're usually on so many estrogen hormones. Right. They right. they like that their testosterone is usually stopped so much. Yeah. So it's like their their testosterone is not even pumping as much. And then the funny thing about it, uh a woman to male, 
they're on so much testosterone and sometimes even steroids just to catch up to be on the same masculine thing. So like literally it will be the opposite who has more of an advantage because of the other things, but no, but nobody focuses on trans trans men. There's always a it's a woman's league, and I'm like, all right, bro. like I've 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 heard. That. Wow, you you just blew my mind. You just flipped it in my head. Yeah, you shouldn't. You know what I mean? It's yeah. the it's the woman becoming the man could be a better swimmer because they're on a bunch of steroids and stuff. <laughs> I don't know. In my opinion, like you said, yeah, there isn't enough uh, players to be in these leagues, but why not create them? So there isn't just this controversy and we can move on and talk about other things. I mean, really, it's not even it's not even that big of a deal. Real talk It's just the fact that people think that, oh, this man was successful as a man in the sport. That's why I became a woman and not the fact that they want they want they felt a woman like the whole time, you know. Like uh like with Caitlyn Jenner, I remember a bunch of people used to say he was they used to say like uh they was like, dang, imagine you getting beat by a dude who thought he was a woman the whole time. You know, like so like other like funny stuff like that. So it's it's always it's all people always try to spin it in their own kind of way instead of accepting trans athletes. So just accept them. I you know what, and I'm with you. I'm I'm accepting it. I just yeah. it's like let's let's stop it all guys let's just stop it just yeah, accept, I mean, it's really just accept like, trans you know what i mean no one's trying to accept trans athletes that's or tra- trans people trans athletes all that kind of stuff that's really what it you know what i'd love to see a trans in the nfl yeah kicker maybe might be the first i think it might be a linebacker oh a linebacker would be hard mm-hmm yeah. Okay. Well, let's get off this subject before we both get canceled. Yeah. Um, okay. Here we go. You'll like this one. Oh, what the fuck happened here? Oh, hey, my shirts. They came in. Uh, I'm allergic to sex. College student uh, reveals rare condition. Hey, hey, hey. I had a, I had a home. Oh, yeah. She looks like she transitioned. Um, oh, touch, yeah. not touching that. Not touching that. <laughs> yeah, go. You, you can go. Go, 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 go. Um, so I remember it was funny. I had a homie who had a girlfriend who or whose his girlfriend said it, she can't have sex because literally the pain of her having sex like hurts her and like all this kind of stuff. Like she has this rare dis- disease. So it sounds like this chick. And then one of my homies is like, I think she's just saying that because she don't like dude. Because literally after they broke up, she got with somebody else and then got pregnant immediately by him. So I was just like, this could be just a lie. <laughs> That's what I think this chick did. I think she did a lie. You ever lie and then it just people find out about it and it just becomes a bigger thing. Yeah, That's yeah. what I think happened in this chick. She broke it off with a guy who told her, the mom and then, you know, moms are. They said the other moms and then the other moms died. And now she has to be on the news making up something, you know. Yeah. And the odds of having this condition is like outrageously low. You know what I mean? So uh, it definitely makes me a little more suspicious with this trick. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just it'd be interesting sometimes when people. I'm the funny, the craziest thing article I saw a chick was allergic to water. I was like, wow, that sucks. And that's it was something like, I would, literally, huh? That's something I would tell my grandma. She tried to give me water instead of soda. Well, it literally, I saw it. It was like she like breaks out in highs from water and i was like what 
I was like, so she must smell? Like, that was my immediate thought. That was my immediate thought afterwards. I was like, this how can you live? Mm, I think all the, I think water? it was the touching of the body. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. That's a lie to me. <laughs> That's another one. It was just like I was talking to someone the other day. You know, I grew up with some goofy white people in the suburbs, and I feel like they were very, um, you were talking about earlier, uh, spoiled. And I knew this one kid, he uh, refused to use napkins or paper towels because it gave him goosebumps. Okay, whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, this is that's outrageous. <laughs> Come on. So what are you going? You gonna use the shirt instead, huh? You gonna use the shirt? He wouldn't use anything. I had to play with him with a dirty mouth. It was horrible. <laughs> Parents be believing in that, and just like, oh, my kids allergic. That's why we don't wipe him. No. Right, right. Uh, next article: um, Attractive people have better immune systems. New research reveals. Um, something else attractive people can brag about. Kind of annoying in my book. What do you think, guy? What do you mean? Attractive people have better immune systems than we... That's, that's a lie. Because attractive people don't shower. All right? Some of the, some of the, the quote-unquote uh, most attractive people uh, have bad hygiene. You know why? Well, they can get away with it. So uh, I don't believe their immune systems are better. I believe they stink. I believe, you know, this is probably what it is, right? They got so much dirt and clutter on them that other diseases can't get in because they're, it's clogged up with all the dirt. That's what it is. You got it. immune system is dirty, and that's why stuff can't get in. That's, that's what's happening. You fucking nailed it, dude. Exactly. Move on. I'm over this article. You I got this guy right here has no, no deodorant and hasn't showered for like a week. No, 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 no. I'm sure he's disgusting. His hair looked greasy. Drunken, naked brawl breaks out at Disney World in, in wild scene. Now, before you comment, I just wanted to tell you, very disappointed in this article because there was no video. Hilarious. You know? Um... There's a fight all the time in Disney, which blows me away because, hey, how are you getting naked and fighting in Disney? Yeah, I don't know. It's very what are you so upset about? You're at the happiest place on earth. Yeah. Um, no, nah, that's not cool. I don't want to see drunk naked brawl out unless unless no kids see it. And then this brawl that breaks out are people that were standing in the line that I'm in and they got up out the line and then took the crowd of people with them out of the line. And now I'm getting on the ride because they started this brawl away from the ride that I got in. That's the only benefit to me. Now, are you taking a video or are you getting help? I am getting on the ride because the line is gone. That's what I'm doing. I like that. You're keeping your head down and you're doing your business, something people exactly. need to be yeah. doing more. I could tell you're not a Karen Corday. I love that about you. Yeah. Thank you for doing the podcast. I know you have some hoes to get to. I see you looking down at your phone a lot, and I've seen some photos you've showed me of some women you talk to. I'm very, <laughs> very nice. Um, I, I appreciate it, dude. I really do. Thanks for coming on. Go follow Corday on Instagram, BBC69. Hilarious. Uh, that's his. <laughs> oh, really? 
remember that at the Fairfield show, dude? <laughs> <laughs> How'd you guys meet? BigDicks.com. Yeah, I was mad that y'all didn't record that. I would have loved to clip that. Uh, y'all recording that? He was like, nah. I was like, ah. I was like, damn it. That would have been. That's what you record. You got to record crowd work because when I do crowd work, you can't redo that. That was hilarious. And well, huh? let's get that crowd word clip from Sean from the other night and we'll yeah. post that. How about yeah. that? Yeah, we'll do that. All right, All right Corday, I'm going to let you go. All right. All right, man. Later. Oh, Corday Snell in the building. He's out. I'm out. Later. Alligator. He's gone. I'm not gone. I know you wish I was gone. Guy, I got to do my shout out for my sponsor. It's Silver Tongue Audio. Silver Tongue Audio. Go to the website, silvertongueaudio.org. You'll see my podcast on there. Free downloads. Yeah, it's a website where you can download podcasts for free. There's also a podcast on there called Dazed and Disturbed. It's a fun podcast with a host that hangs out with Mary Jane and they talk about dark subjects. It's dark, it's funny, it's what you need in your life. Dave's in the start. Also, check out the NPC podcast, the non-player character podcast. It's a video game podcast with people in the industry. They know what they're talking about. It's fun, it's entertaining, and you take away some knowledge. You can't beat that. You definitely have to back in that from mine. So, <laughs> hope you enjoyed the podcast. Uh, download, subscribe. Love you guys. Take it away, White Wolf. Silver Tongue Audio.